Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Go Simple, the podcast. We had so much fun recording the episode, um, but it couldn't have been done without the help of our sponsor, Karen Simchas and Vakalis. We're going to take a minute to hear a little bit more about them. The following episode of Go Simple the Podcast is proudly sponsored by Karen Simplis Chassan Vikala. Karen Simplis Chassan Vikala was founded over 25 years ago and is based in Brooklyn, New York. KSCVK helps widows, orphans, and people who are in dire need of marrying off a child. Working through their network of vendors, KSCVK ensures that every wedding is just as special as the next. Run by world-renowned party planner Devorah Benjamin, KSCVK takes care that each wedding is as elegant as the next one, ensuring dignity and class through every wedding that they put on. To donate to KSCVK, please visit their website, kscvk.org, today. That's kscvk.org, and help make someone's wedding special. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another cool episode of Go Simcha, the podcast. Well, this week, we have a really special guest, really famous singer. You may have heard of him many years ago. Now he's back with a brand new album. I'd love to welcome Baruch Levine to the show. Hey, Baruch, welcome aboard to Go Simcha, the podcast. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you sitting here with us on the show. What's going on? How you doing? Baruch Hashem. Thank you. Pleasure to be sitting with you. Amazing. And uh, I look forward to our time together. Ah, amazing. So, Baruch, you've been in the music business quite a while. How long would you say you've been in the music industry? Um, if you include, I guess, my stints as a child, you know, I grew up in Toronto. I guess right. I started, I think the first album I was on, I was 10 years old. So it's been many years. You're Canadian? <laughs> I never would have guessed. I'm a Canadian. I'm oh, a Canadian through and through. My parents are Canadian. I'm Canadian. I don't live in Canada now, but... Uh, oh, yeah, going there this week. Okay. I never would have guessed you're Canadian. The accent, <laughs> the accent says New York all the way. The accent says, you know, I've been through many different places, but um, I, I left Canada yeah. after high school pretty much, went to Israel, and then came, you know, came to Waterbury, Connecticut. So it kind of, you know, I try to hold on to it when I need to. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had to do it. Um, so, so you're saying, so you, you basically you started singing when you're about 10 years old. So tell us about that. What was that all about? I, I mean, I grew up in Toronto. There was no, at that time, there was no formal uh, or organized choirs there. You know, I know Yachmiel Begun had moved his choir out of Toronto already uh, several years before that. They did have the Toronto Boys Choir. They had some famous songs on that, actually. Um and but but camp will go to Toronto. I cultivated yeah. music. I went there. You went to camp early. I went to camp Agoda from grade six to grade nine. You're also Canadian. No, I'm from Detroit. Close enough. But you're staying grade. Yeah, grade, that's how we stayed in. Yeah. So I hung out with the right people. Who was the head counselor there at that time? Rabbi Blaustein. Of course. Okay, so Rabbi Blaustein. I mean, he's, we're close family <laughs> friends around the block. Um, he was a director there. His first year, I went there as a camper. Um, I was a bit of a, I was not I know, a shy kid, but I was coaxed into being in the cantatas and in the, in the camp choirs. And that's when, you know, I really, Baruch Hashem, I was blessed with a good voice. My parents taught me how to use it properly and appropriately. And um, I was, I had the opportunity also because I lived near A.B. Rottenberg, also a few blocks away. Still oh, wow. 
do. Um, we're very close. And I was able to get child soloists, you know, on this, on the Vacus, and on the Golden Crown, and on Journeys, some of his famous albums. So that's really what got me started. And then I got into playing and composing. My first song I think I composed when I was, I don't know, I was quite young. I was quite wow. young. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. So, so you mentioned that you were on some of these albums. You were, you got to, you got to have the skills of being on some of these albums. How was that as a child to like be able to be in that that situation to be with these stars and and singing with them? It was it was fun. It was very healthy. You know, I it was a, it's a great outlet to have, and I had good role models to look up to. I mean, you know, I'll tell you something else. I I remember even um, Shlomo Karlobach's daughter was in my class in uh, nursery, I think, or, or kindergarten, um, Dari. And he used to come, I remember him coming to our class and, um, he, he, you know, singing with us with his guitar. It was very, it was great growing up there. And then, you know, later on, um, when we worked on a child's album, A.B. Rottenberg came to our school and took a few of us out and, you know, just to go downtown to the studio it was a real experience. And I mean, now, you know, we all have home studios. So it's a little bit takes away from the collaboration and the, the environment of, uh, of being together in, in, a, in, a, in a real fun and wholesome way. But um, I consider myself very lucky that I had, you know, growing up in Toronto, I guess it was, you know, more out of town. Sometimes there are more opportunities. There, there were certain opportunities that I was Zoha to, to take advantage of. And then later on, when I started writing songs for Yehuda, this is when I was 13 years old. Oh, wow. um, also because of a relative who was in the production business. And and I, I, I did get, I got, I guess, a head start or some help from a lot of a lot of people, which led to, I guess, where I am today. Wow, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. So what was the turning point in, in when you were younger that you said to yourself, you know what, I want to, I really want to do this and I want to, I want to make this a career. Like, how did you, how'd you come to that? That, that point really, it really came much later when, you know, composing was something I started doing. I started selling songs already when I was 13. Um, I had some songs on some of A.B.'s albums when I was 16. Yisrael Williger also, I was maybe 18. Um, I never thought I would become an, uh, an artist, a singer. That word never, it never really meant anything to me. Um, you know, you like the behind would, the scenes stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I really never, you know, there are some kids, there are some stars, I guess you, you would say today that, you know, they're, dream, they're the textbook kind of path of, you know, when they were eight years old, they were already, you know, a junior MBD or something like that. It wasn't the case with me. Um, not till after I was married with children, when I started, you know, sending the, my demos around and some producers were getting back to me and saying, you know, Baruch, your song's it's something nice when a composer, you know, you know, it's not as common in Jewish music, but composers to sing their own songs when a is is something that they wanted to hear more of. And and I put out my first album as like, I don't know, an experiment, but I had that opportunity when we put out the Vizakani album and that song really it, it you know, took the charts. And yeah, then that was pretty good. Because <laughs> you have this like your voice is very unique. Like I, I've noticed this from listening to some of your al- a lot of your albums, is that your voice is very unique, and even when you're speaking, like it's your your voice is, it has this like unique pitch to it, and you're able to hit like higher in in certain places. You're able to hit higher, but it doesn't sound like 
too crazy. You know, you you have I like it. And I, I noticed this with Vizikani and some of the songs on your newer album, which we'll talk about later. Um, that you the the way you carry your voice. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, it's 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 interesting because I did have some very high high solo parts um, when I was a kid. I was got <laughs> a creepy <laughs> voice. Um, and then, you know, the, not every child, you know, the, when the voice changes, not every child's voice turns into an adult singer's voice. There's a lot of singers today out there that when they were children did not have anything, um, not anything special. But yeah, it, it's, Baruch Hashem, my voice has developed. I do take it seriously. I work on it. I'm a, I'm a Rebbe also. So it takes a lot of, I, I use it a lot. There's a lot of, I don't know, abuse, but. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. It is, it's, it's, you know, when it comes to the training and that kind of, that kind of path, it's a very fine balance. You know, sometimes you don't want to, you want to keep your original character. Like you said, like that, that there's a certain character of a voice that every person has that Hashem gave me. And I want to be able to, to use my voice well and to, and it should be in a healthy way, but not change, not keep keeping the natural, you know, the natural ability that it has. Right. No, for sure. So, so it's interesting. So you said how you were, when you started, you start, you sent around your demos, people were like, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's interesting that you, this, the composer are starting to sing your own songs and people are liking that. Yeah. There's not that many of you guys who do that. There's not that many of you in, in, in our world who are writing their music and singing. I know, I know Ari Goldwag is definitely one of them. Oh, Ari is. Yeah. Ari and I were, we went to camp together. He's, nice. he, he is, yeah, he's a very serious composer. He's absolutely. He's there are some, yeah, yeah, he lives near, you guys are near each other? He's, he's relatively near me. Um, around, I guess you could say around the corner. Yeah, the corner. It's a small, yeah. it's a small town. I was just cleaning my basement the other day and I, I mean, my parents, another opportunity they gave me is that, you know, to put out a demo then in 19, I don't know, 1990, it was, you know, you didn't, you had to go to a studio, you had to rent time. Um, you know, they had to render it, put it on a cassette. I have, I just went to my basement. I saw my original demos that I used to, you know, put in an envelope, mail it to Yochi Brisman, wherever, you know, mail it to Israel Williger, literally. Um, it was a process. So, yeah, that's how, it, that's how it all started, really. Really started from composing, not from singing. That's really cool. And and you find that it it's really helped you like in your career to be, that you that you're based you're right no one else is writing your songs for you you're writing all your own music everything is everything is original so it gives it more of more of a more of a flavor the fact that you know how you want it the fact that you know how to sing it it it, it makes it so much better and so much more unique than having some I mean it's great that people somebody writes the music and you sing it like I've I've asked I've asked many of my guests like so do you guys you guys are just singers or you write as well. And some of them are, some of them say we're, we're just the singer. We just, right. you know, so you can tell. Absolutely. I mean, recently I, I love music and recently we put out some of these project relax albums where the idea is that we do sing, you know, the other, others singers hits and things like that. But my albums that I come out with, I just put out my sixth album, you know, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, those are, they're my, my compositions. Nice. Nice. Very nice. 
it, it's it's seriously it's definitely it must it must be something that you feel like so accomplished about that like everything is yours like everything on these albums is yours from beginning to end yeah yeah baruch hashem i arrangements we sometimes give out because it is nice when other people collaborate and you know arranging music it's a whole different topic of you know mm-hmm. i could play, play a song one way and play it another way and it's the same song and it sounds like two different songs so the arrangers definitely have an influence on how the music's going to come out sometimes i'm not crazy over it but but i go with it i don't want to you know i'm not uber possessive over my compositions some some yes some not right. if there's one that I really know it's got to come up this way. And then many times I'll reserve the arranging for myself. Oh, wow. I will. Yeah. That's cool. That's that, that, that's smart because then you know how you want it to sound. Then, you know, yeah, I don't want some certain songs. I don't want to take the risk. Other songs. I'm like, you know what? I want to, you know, let someone else interpret yeah. this. a little bit. Why not? So, so you mentioned that you're a Rebbe. That must be fun. Your, your, your students must really enjoy, enjoy having you as a Rebbe. What, what are, do, they, do they ever ask you to sing them a song? Do they ever ask you to like entertain them? They do, and I usually say no. <laughs> You're like, that'll be $100, please. Um, no. It's, it's, I think they get a kick out of it. And I think that, you know, it's, it's, they're, 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 certain, they're proud of it, and they tell their friends and their relatives and, you know, who the Rebbe is. But... You know, after the, it's it's also not like it's the first time they've seen me. I'm in the fifth grade Rebbe, so they're in the school for first grade, second grade. They see me in the halls. So right. it's, I'm definitely to them more of a Rebbe than a singer. But I do bring music into the class, and I do feel there's a lot, you know, it, it brings it brings out a lot when you do introduce music. We're not there to play music all day. We're there well, to I, learn. Well, Waterbury, Waterbury, you mentioned you're in Waterbury, right? Yeah, I'm a Rebbe so, in Waterbury. So Waterbury, I mean, is is big into music, as everybody knows. Waterbury's got, yeah. So that you know, I'm 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 teach I'm a Rebbe in the Yeshiva Katana of Waterbury, which is the elementary school for the families that live here. Right. Um, you're probably referring to the, the the high school where boys from out of town come. Right. It's 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 near Waterbury, about 20 minutes away. There they are. They part of their growth and development um, in Durham, Durham, Connecticut. They have a lot has a lot to do with their creativity, their music. Do you really have anything helped. to do with that? Did you have any? I, I mean, I, I, I know some of the boys. I know the Rebbeim all live here. You know, I've been there many times. Um, so I definitely interact with them quite often. Um, a boy there just put out a beautiful song that I, I, you know, I gave him nice feedback. He appreciated it. So definitely in touch, but we are two kind of two separate institutions in terms of what I'm doing on a daily basis. Interesting. No, but that's what I say. Waterbury from is is known for not only being a great community, but also the 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 music, the the yeshiva, the band in the yeshiva, which is yeah. cool. So so what? So now you just came out with this new album. Tell us a yeah. little bit about this new album. Tell us about what what went into creating this new album and what inspired you to put out the tracks you did on this album. Because I was listening to it, and there's a bunch of English songs. Um, a lot of very powerful songs. Like they, it, it was very, a lot of very, very powerful songs I found. So talk to us about it. What, what was it all about? What was your inspiration? What, what was, what'd you do? Um, I've been, you know, my first one was Vizakani. Actually, I just 
we, we gave birth to our only son then. We have three, three, three girls and a boy, Baruch Hashem. And when he was born, I was very excited to have, you know, a son born. And I wrote Vizakani. That was actually, he just, we just celebrated his bar mitzvah. I oh, actually wow. did a, re, a rewrite of Vizakani. You know, I wasn't going to compose wow. a new song, but I did one in English. Um, that was my first album. And they were Hebrew albums. I came out with Vizakani, then Chasen Taira. Um, and Ashkifa and, and Maidim and 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 Bonimatem uh, and now this one. But after my second solo album, um, this this Rabbi Yechiel Spiro, famous author, lecturer, touched yep. by his story series, he came to me with an idea. We were close. We knew each other also from Camp Aguda. I don't know if he was there the year you were there. He was there. For I'm a only year. 28. So you're only 28. Okay, so you're you're uh, yeah. after my yeah. Okay. And um, he said, you know, Baruch, why don't we take some of my stories, some of your songs, and we'll call it Touched by a Niggin, you know, instead of Touched by Touched by a Niggin. And it did very well, the album. It took, it, it was slow because it was, you know, the only person writing, I, I don't know want to say the only person, but one of the people writing great English music was A.B. Roddenberg. Right. Um, he, you know, The Last Journeys came out a long, long time ago. Um, so we, we put together this, these 10 songs, English songs. And it sold, and it did beautifully, Bar Hashem, consistently. It's still being requested, you know, still going on and on. And then people kept on, you know, asking, when are you going to put out another one? Very hard to write, to do an album of 10 English songs. Very yeah. hard. Least, you know, from my point of view, the editing, it's, it's not, it's like not just double the amount of work. It's triple the amount of work. I'm sure. It's a long time. So I, I kind of understood that the feedback from, from, from people were, you know, they love the Hebrew songs, they love the English songs. You know, when I was speaking with Yochi, he's like, let's let's make this new album um, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. It doesn't have to be two separate, you know. Um, and, you know, this album that, that has 12 songs, two of them are actually a little bit older. You know, the past few years, my last solo album was three years ago. Past few years, I did a lot of um, projects, you know, I guess you could say they, they came out on YouTube, you know, today when they say, oh, are you putting out an album? Some people are not even putting out albums anymore. They're, they're putting out songs and the songs get out there. Singles. You know, however they, singles. You know, I'm not such a show, social media guy, but they are, you know, I wrote, I wrote for different dinners and different events, different. Right. Um, it was funny because last week on last, uh, well, actually this week's episode that's airing, we sat down with Ian Frader, the famous um, mixer, yeah. mix master. Yeah. And he was saying, people, that's it. People are putting out singles. Like, why, it's, it, like, there's no point, really. He's like, honestly, there's no point in putting out a full album anymore because you have one or two tracks on the album that, that are really are big hits. And then everything else is kind of a filler. But so, uh, depending yeah. on who you are, you know. I'm afraid he may be right. And, and, but I still definitely have a large base of, of I guess, people that have followed and buy my music that they are still buying an album. You know, I just, I can't tell you over the past few days, how many messages I've gotten, emails, calls about, you know, everyone's traveling now. There was the, you know, Thanksgiving weekend and Hanukkah and everyone that, you know, just, it was like that throwback where you put that, I said, we put the album in the car, there was traffic. It took us three hours to get to New York. We listened to it six times. We don't, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are still buying music that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, I did want to put out an album. I hope I will continue to. I understand what, what Ian's saying, that that sometimes it's just you put out these songs, make a video out of it, and that's that's the way it's going to take. But 
I did want to join the English with the Hebrew. There are a few songs that are Hebrew and English. Um, it's, it's, and it's a little more creative than I've done, but it's still my taste. It's still in the box. It's still where I'd like to be, where I feel Jewish music is coming from. You know, I, I try to innovate, but within the way I was brought up, within the, the singers and, and musicians and artists that, that I followed and that I look up to. It, it it seems like it was it came from the soul. It, I, you could feel it. You could feel that it came from like from from the heart and from the soul. Your, this album It was really deep, and I like you said it's a good mix of Hebrew songs and English songs, and it's really like the best of the best that you got going on over there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, listen, you know, it 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 did me good. I listened to I listened to the album like three or four times today while I was doing in the background while I was doing some other stuff and it really I really liked it I was, I was a big fan and I think I'll, I think everybody's going to be a big fan of this album um quick question what's Studio W uh Studio well my my producer Yochi Briskman his studio is called um Studio X um yeah that's his he because he he put out the Project X albums I don't know wait from way back some of the you know he started oh, yeah. relax, relax series with the X so the joke was, I guess, when I was putting on studio, I said, well, I live in Waterbury, so Studio W, Studio Waterbury. So that's, Fair that's enough. I, yeah, I used to travel in a lot to go to the New York studios to sing by him. Um, it's quite a trip, it's quite yeah. a trip, two hours each way. And there is something nice about singing at home because you could sing when you feel good and when you, when it's the right moment and you can, it's I'm a very, sure. yeah. Big sure, topic. because traveling, traveling from Waterbury down to New York, it and then having to jump into the studio and start record and start recording, like your head is all over the place, and you're not in that mindset to really get going. But if you just have to w- walk to the other room, you're more relaxed. You're more your brain is in in that mode, and you're able to pr- produce some of the best best stuff you need to do. Exactly. I, I just have to tell the children to be quiet. That's it. <laughs> but you don't have a sound. Well, that- it's not soundproof. It- it's you know it's, it's not soundproof proof it's 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 quiet when I close all the doors and I have you know a, a, a vocal booth so it helps a lot but yeah when I would record in New York Yochi would say I come to the studio he'd say start warming up by the by the uh, you know uh, Whitestone Bridge and then uh, when you get here <laughs> he's funny he's funny I sent him a message the other day to to, to get you on the show and I said why don't we do a two for one. And he said, I don't do interviews. I was like, oh, come on. No, that, that's such a bummer. He's like, no, join the list. I don't do interviews. I was like, why? He's like, stop. Uh, <laughs> we, we do it for him. We speak for him. <laughs> so speak for him. What's it, what, he, he, he seems like a great producer. He seems, like he's, he, he seems like a guiding light for a lot of you guys out here in, in, the, in the business. Yeah. He's, he's, he's great because he's veteran. You know, this is, he's, he's been producing music for a very long time. It's tons of experience. Um, and I, and we really see eye to eye in terms of what I was telling you of innovating, but within, you know, what Jewish music always was. I believe, and he believes that, you know, of course music's going to change and, and, and technology changes and we take advantage of it, the electronic right. music. And, and we, you know, we, we want to be relevant because we want the music to be listened to and, when you want to affect people, you know, you, you have to be relevant to them and give them the sound that they want. But right. there has to be a chain of like, so, you know, how did it get from here to there? 
Um, and that's Sarah. really where, yeah, exactly. There's, you know, we have a Masara with everything. Mm-hmm. You can't just break off from it. And I don't know if that would be called, you know, Jewish music. When I say Jewish music, what do I mean? I don't know. What did I grow up with? Definitely Shlomo Karlbach, you know, and definitely Rabbi Sons, Baruch Chain, and of course Avram Fried, and Mordechai and David, and Yerachmiel Ligon Miami Boys Choir, and, and A.B. Rottenberg, and, and, you know, and there was a certain progression, but, you know, it's, it's a Masora, like you say. It is. Yeah. Well, that was my, that was what I was going to ask you, like, what, what do you, what's your take on, on the newer styles of music, all this EDM and all this other stuff that's going on in the Jewish world? Cause I started here, I'm hearing some of these new albums and it's just like real heavy trance, real heavy techno. And I mean, in the right moment, in the right, in the right situation, yeah, that kind of music is great, but it's just like very, very it, heavy, very, very, you know, like I like this kind of stuff you produce. I like the old school stuff. I mean, maybe it's because I'm I, I'm 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 a trained musician, but I like that kind of stuff. I like the keys. I like the guitars. I like the 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 horns. You know, but you know, I'm saying it, it's what you're saying too. It's like you're adapting to the times. This is what people want to hear. People want dance music, party music, and things like that. But you know, so what's your take I, on it all? I got when when this album came out. You know, I got one of the text messages I received was. Thank you for not putting out the dance hit of the day. <laughs> wow. So, wow. So, you know, it's... I'm falling off my chair. Even our electronic music, it's warmer. You know, we're putting in some real guitars because I, I, I don't like it. I don't like the... A.B. Roddenberg always used to say that a hit is not something that comes out of the oven hot and then cools down. It's something that comes out of the oven hot and stays warm for a very, very, very long time. I believe that a song has to be able to be sung with or without music. The song is the, is the neshama of, of what we're putting out. You have right. to be able to sit at a Shabbos table, you know, when you can play music, and the song has to talk to you. If it's just about beats and lights and and, you know, of course we're, you know, it can get people riled up, but some music is very powerful, very mm-hmm. powerful, powerful. It's worldwide. It's part of culture everywhere. You know, but Jewish music is not just about the moment. It's, it has to affect the person. Right. And it has to, you know, it's, you got to be able to sing the song. You, if you can sing me the song without music and I can enjoy it. Okay. So put something, put electronic music to it you know, do something nice to it, but you can't make something out of nothing. There you go. That, that, that is, that is, that is one of the best answers I've heard on this question since we've done the show. Exactly. I have to say it, but it's true. You know, like it, it's, it's true what you're saying. If you can sit down at the Shabbos table and sing a song and it still sounds great without having to go, you know, like it, it's done its job. It, yeah. Music is, is one of the most powerful tools we have to use and has tremendous hushba in people. And you can, and it can really, it can really elevate you or it can really bring you down. And I've heard some crazy stories about, about music. Like one, my favorite story is like a couple weeks back, we had Miriam Israeli on the show. I'm sure you're familiar with Miriam. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
she writes music. She also sings it, but not for pe- not for people like you and me. But um, she she told me a story about one of her famous songs that she wrote and she actually sings when she goes on tour, like her fame her, her her like one of her one of her ma- major songs and how it like really inspired somebody, and really got into their down into them, and helped them really change their life around. And she wasn't joking. Like she was like no fooling. I was like wow, you know. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. I, I I sometimes can't believe how how seriously the music is taking, and how how people are affected by it. Um, I'm very humbled. Emails that come in with tremendous you know brachas. I'm I'm very humbled. It's it's very powerful. I I I don't know if I realize that it's that powerful. You know, the, the, making the music. Right. It's pretty serious. And, and, and you get it from both angles because you're making it, you're writing it and you're singing it and you're playing, it, you're, you're doing everything. So you really, you're really all encompassed there with everything you're doing. It's pretty yeah. cool. So, so what's next in the world of Baruch Levine? We just come out with this new album. It's being sold wherever Jew, great Jewish music is being sold. You know, this, yeah. what's new, what's next for you? Because I know a lot of you guys, like, once you come out with another album, you're already on to the next one. Once that album's done, cut, hit the press, hit the hit the stores, boom, writing the next so, one. I, I honestly, what's next for me is I, I want to sit back and I want I want to hear people enjoy it. Um, I can't think of the next project right now. This was three years in the making. Literally every song here has a story. In fact, in, our, in, our, in the jacket, we actually were putting out now, every night of Hanukkah, I think uh, Simcha Spot is putting it out. Matzah is putting it out. Every night, I'll send it to you. Um, we're putting out behind the scenes, behind the song, and not, you know, of the people we've collaborated with, mm-hmm. something of how this song, you know, came to be, how this song came to be. Um, we had Simcha Liner do the first one. Today was Rabbi Yechiel Spiro. I think tonight is uh, is Eli Schwabel. These are all people that collaborated on this album. So, you know, I want to sit back and enjoy the music. It's, music is not the only thing that I do. I'm very busy, as I said. My Rebbe have a very large class, and mm. I, I uh, you know, I, I want to be able to to reap the Paris of people being inspired and enjoying it. Um, and then we'll talk about the next step. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everyone's asking, "What are you doing for a music video?" We're not holding there yet. No, no, no. Everyone, listen to the song. Listen to the music. As we say um, in Hebrew, as we say in Hebrew, <laughs> lot, 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 lot. Yeah, uh, of course, I have you know the the planned the planned uh, gigs and bookings and all that that's on the calendar. I, I I always look forward to those and yeah. So I was gonna ask you. You said you 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 mentioned before you you're not so much a wedding singer anymore. Do people still book you for weddings? I still get booked for weddings. That's sometimes chuppas. Um The scheduling is very hard for me because um, I live in Waterbury. I, you know, doing a full wedding and coming back at three three in the morning when you have to get up at six thirty you know, to teach and be refreshed and give, give it all, give it all you got is, is sometimes challenging. Um, if I have to do that for a night or two, I will. Um, a lot of my, you know, when people request me to come many times it has to do with, you know, dinners or Kumsitzing, um, you know, where I present some of the music, talk about it, sing it. Not it's more just, than just, it's more than just being the entertainment. You give, you give a presentation. Right. Right. Yeah. A little. Yeah. They they want, they want to hear me sing. They don't want to hear me talk, but (laughs) sometimes, you know, I I remember also AB used to tell me, 
um, of course you're going to sing 80% more than you're going to talk, 80-20, but they'll remember what you say more than they'll remember what you sang. You so go. the way you introduce the song and the way you talk about it has a, has a big impact, which a wedding venue doesn't lend itself to that, which, you know, understandably so. Um, right. But, but yeah, weddings, I, I, I used to do them more often. I was never really heavily into the, you know, into, you know, because it was, like I said, it's composing singing. I was. Right. That's yeah. more your thing. Like you said, you like being in the background back, back behind the yeah. scenes more so in the front, in the, in the foreground. Now, what was one of the craziest things you ever, ever did in your musical career? What was the most fun thing? Wild. Um, um, you know, when I, when I sang with Yaakov uh, Shweki on Kesaria 2, um, I sang Chasayf. So I come there to this, the Coliseum there in, in Kesaria. Nice. I see the piano is like up on this uh, scaffolding, which is, um, I don't know, you know, a couple stories up from the stage, one or two stories up from the stage. I'm like, how, how, how am I getting there? They had, they had built this, um, this makeshift elevator, you know, like um, when, when someone's fixing the streetlights, they go in this, uh, yeah. you know, so that was, that was a very, I remember, you know, pretty early in my career, it was an interesting experience having to, uh, I said, you know, I know music is about, you know, taking risks, but I didn't realize these kinds of risks. <laughs> um, yeah, traveling always they're, they're, always lends itself to meeting different people, different experiences, different cultures. Um, I'm sure if I'd have time to think more, I would I would come up with more examples. But but uh, yeah. nothing crazy, nothing nothing, you know, nothing. Uh, That's funny. Wet. All right, so so Bar, where can where can our li- our lovely listeners find your latest album, and and what what other what other insights do you have to to give over to our listeners about your? I mean, like you said, your favorite part of this is the writing and composing. So, what other where can you where can we find your awesome album? And you got any other insights to tell our listeners? Right. Okay. So the albums could be found, like we you know we make it. Um, no excuse to, uh, to, to copy it. There's a lot of places you go to iTunes and it's on Spotify and Google play and mostly music and Nigan music. I think even my website links to that. Um, and, and all the other albums or pick up a hard copy. If you like, some people still like to have it in their hand. They want to, I got an email yesterday from a, from a, from a, someone who bought this, this, the, this for their family for Hanukkah. And they said, the kids are like reading it like a Gemara, the jacket, every little, you know, <laughs> part of it. Um, so that's where it could be found. And I guess my, my message would be that, you know, music is a real gift. It's, it, it, it really affects who we are, but it's also very serious. And, and it's, it's, I guess, ultimately, to, to speak simply, it's, it should get you closer to Hashem. It doesn't mean it has to be sad and depressing. Nope. It could be happy and labadic and there's, there's, there's room for all emotions in, in, in a vital session. There is. Um, and if you listen to music and afterwards you have that feeling that it did, then, then that was good music. That's the easiest way to measure it. I think. That's awesome. Well, Baruch, it was, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Your, your rich history in the, and in the Jewish music industry and the Jewish music world has really given me some new insight, not only to the composing aspect of it, the fact that you're so talented in that, but also your, your albums and 
what the future of Jewish music and everything you're doing. And it, it was really cool having you on the show today. And I wish you wish you well. You should have tremendous hatzalach and everything you do up in Studio W. In Thank you. Waterbury, Connecticut, the lovely Waterbury, Connecticut. Listen, you know, out of towners, we tend to stay, stay out of town. You know, why, why not? Exactly. Why not? What am I missing? What are, what are we missing already? Okay, so I, I travel a little bit more. You know, we have an airport near me also that I fly a lot from, which they, they know me my name over there. So. <laughs> Listen, I can relate, man. I told you I can relate. I'm right. from Detroit. And then Detroit, I moved to Detroit. Exactly. Detroit, I, once, I, I, once, I walked into the airport the other day, and from the counter, one of the desk agents says, oh, Mr. Levine, you're here. We're actually going to leave early today. You're the last one on the flight. You know, literally. Wow. We, yeah, it's... It is wonderful. Um, thank you, Zisha. Thank you very much for, for inviting me. Sure. I really enjoyed it. And when I talk about my music, it inspires me more. So you I gave me an opportunity today. Thank you. I can tell. I can tell. And as I say, everybody who comes on our show, I always I always learn take away something very impre- very very nice, very uplifting and important. And I appreciate you having me ha- coming on our show and giving over your message and telling us a little bit more about who you are and the history behind the infamous Baruch Levine. So have a wonderful, wonderful day. I wish you well. You should be Metzliach and continue putting out good music, my friend. You've just listened to another wonderful episode of Go Simcha the Podcast. For more news, updates, and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at Go Simcha Live, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, go Simcha!